What's the wrong way to teach tennis? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified for future episodes. And of course, if you live in Miami, sign up for our group tennis lessons on Monday and Tuesday nights in Coconut Grove. Well, today is number 10 of our 10-part series, 13 Commandments of a Tennis Coach. And this episode concentrates on modern teaching methodology. So let's first read commandment number 10. It states as follows. Integrate progressive and modern teaching methods into your programs to teach players how to harness their potential. Be open-minded and innovative. Understand there is no right or wrong way to teach tennis, only more efficient and effective ways. No one knows it all. You know, so I've tried when I wrote that to be humble as possible. But what I have kind of discovered, the more I've kind of analyzed just the local, state, and national marketplace for tennis lessons is there's just a lot of bad instruction out there. And it's so rampant that I think the consumer doesn't even recognize it. It's almost like this must be what spaghetti tastes like because everywhere I go, it tastes the same. And I think what you've seen as a result of this is kind of this growing online world of tennis course instruction because I think what you've seen is a couple ambitious players in the marketplace have decided, wow, this is really bad. This is enough. I'm going to create my own online course. So I think that's why you've seen that industry grow really rapidly. And I think obviously once consumers get a feel for the online courses, they see the difference because it's so stark. The instruction is so much different. Now, this is not to say that every tennis pro that you run into in the park or the club is really bad. But what we're going to do is try to find ways for you to recognize this. And if you were listening earlier to our commandment number seven, it kind of dives into that a little bit. And of course, the first episode I ever did for this podcast is number one, five clues your tennis pro sucks. So you could read, you could listen to, to both of those as well as listening to this one. And I think what happens in tennis, especially with these quote unquote bad tennis lessons, bad coaches, bad instructors, and they are everywhere. So when you hear it, you're going to really know it. So I want you to really use your ears when you're listening to people talk about tennis or you happen to take a lesson or you even walk by a court and just spend 10 minutes watching the lesson, you're going to hear some really bad instruction. And when you do, this is what it sounds like. Number one, keep your eye on the ball. I can think I've probably been teaching for 33 years. Maybe there's been one person that couldn't watch the ball. I mean, could they? were they tracking the ball correctly? Maybe. Maybe they weren't. But watching the ball, I rarely have anybody just look up at a bird flying in the air when they get distracted and they weren't watching the ball. If it did, that would be a whole different issue. That'd be more 
learn to pay attention rather than watch the ball. And I think I did this a lot when I was a young teaching pro back in 1986. It's because I got nervous. I didn't know what to say. If somebody missed a shot, one of my students, I would just blurt it out. Hey, keep your eye on the ball. So that is institutionalized instruction. In fact, it's been around so long, people are still saying it. Here's another one that's popular with institutionalized tennis instruction. Follow through. That's just the recipe for everything. Follow through. And I think it has this aesthetic appeal where if at least you've got this brilliant follow through and rotation, you feel good about yourself. But I've had a lot of students who've come to me who've kind of heard this follow through mantra. They're frustrated. Google me. Find me on the internet. Start taking lessons. And they're like, I was following through. Great. I just couldn't hit the ball. And they get really frustrated because these institutionalized mantras don't really resonate. Here's what I heard a couple months ago in Miami Beach. The guy was teaching lessons. And you can tell what happened here. He was putting together other people's ideas, and he was kind of smashing them together in a puzzle that didn't really make sense. So he kept saying this to the student. I was, and I was working out with the twins, so we were just having a laugh when we, when we heard it from the four courts away. He kept saying, hey, careful with that spaghetti arm. Use your core. Careful with that spaghetti arm. Use your core. I'm like, does this guy take Pilates? Does he really like Italian food? And I get spaghetti arm, right? I get what he's trying to say, but it doesn't really resonate. Because what ends up happening is the people then turn into Mr. Vice Grip when they're playing. So spaghetti arm, use your core. There's one I heard. And finally, my all-time favorite institutionalized instruction, bend your knees. Bending your knees seems to be the solving problem for everything that's ever happened to a tennis player. And sure, listen, on a low ball, you're going to bend your knees, but it's not the recipe for every ill that happened on your tennis lesson. So keep an eye out for these. Ready? Keep your eye on the ball, follow through, bend your knees, and of course, spaghetti arm. Who could forget that one? Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get daily notifications. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. That's when push comes to show. Oh